At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? It's another wild day in college hoops, and we will have everything here on The Edge. Matt Eubens alongside, as usually is. we got a good show on tap today. Mackenzie Kramer is going to be with us in 15 minutes from now as we look at everything from a handicapping perspective in college basketball. And Chris Andrews will join us as we look at everything from the bookmaker's perspective on what has been a wild day already, just like yesterday, right? We had all these comebacks and blown leads. Mm -hmm. Today... It's like your cell phone. The dogs are barking right now. That's right. That's right. It was an incredible morning. So for morning for us here on the West Coast. And we begin in your neck of the woods, the Big Ten. How about this? Indiana, Matt Ewan's a six-point underdog, total of 137.5, gets it done. Game goes under the total, but they win 65-63 over Illinois. They will advance into the semis, take on the winner of this Iowa-Rutgers game. Still 644 left to go. Iowa up on top by 10. But how about the Hoosiers? On the bubble to, I would assume now, with two big wins over Michigan and Illinois, into the tournament. Well, I thought Indiana was in the tournament with the win yesterday over Michigan. Obviously, you're not sure about that if you're the Hoosiers. You are sure now after you knock off the uh, regular season Big Ten co-champs, Illinois, the number one seed in the tournament. Uh, You know, it was strange this morning. I I took uh, plus five with Indiana last night. I thought Illinois was going to be in a fade spot because – if you watch the Iowa-Illinois game on Sunday, the Illini celebrated like they won the national championship, yep. and uh, it was a storm-the-court situation. And uh, it's, uh, you're always looking at a possible flat spot after something like that, a celebration like that. And uh, Illini come out today, I want to say a little flat, but it just didn't have the, uh, just didn't have the same energy today that they uh, typically have and weren't shooting the ball especially well either. 
Uh, and Illinois ended up eight for 22 from three-point range. But I also think there's a handicapping angle here that you have to consider in these tournaments. A team that plays yep. the first day or the previous day has an edge over the team that has not played yet. And a lot of times that's because you get familiar with the shooting background in the court. You have a positive feeling from winning the day before. And uh, the team that comes in on the bye uh, needs to break a sweat. Um, might be a little bit flat-footed, and I think that was the case today that uh, Indiana had a big advantage by playing that game yesterday and the big comeback against Michigan. Now, what was odd about this is after I took five, I saw the number keep going up, five and a half, six. I even saw a six and a half pop up. I'm like, okay, what, what am I not seeing here? Is there an Indiana player out? I texted Wes this morning. He didn't answer right away. I was going to text out some plays, and it was about 7.30, and uh, I went ahead and bet Indiana again at plus six, and I fell asleep on the couch for two hours. And I woke up at nine thirty, and it was halftime. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say, and I woke up, and they were they had one. No, it's hard. <laughs> the toughest time of day for me to stay awake is between like seven and nine thirty, typically, because that's when I like to sleep. I like to sleep a couple hours. Yeah. And that time, usually, there's not much going on. I don't like these early tip-off times, eight thirty in the morning oh, Pacific. It. I've been oh, up yeah, for like four hours already. You go to you sleep know? early, and you wake up at five a.m. I mean, I go to sleep at midnight, and wake up at four, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had zero. I had four. zero hours. Yeah. <laughs> I was my solid four. I got to seven thirty in the morning. I was starting to get tired. I hadn't slept yet, and uh, fell asleep for two hours. So I wake up. It's halftime, and it's uh, too late to tweet out the Indiana play. But that's okay. The Hoosiers get there, sixty-five, sixty-three, and it looks like they're going to face Iowa in uh, the top half of the bracket yeah. in the semis. Again, Iowa up uh, right now over Rutgers at this point. I've got on my screen seventy-one, sixty-one. Uh, with about 6.44 left to go. Uh, we should know, too, the drama here uh, because Jackson Davis was the hero for the Hoosiers, uh, but Andre Carvello could have been the hero for the Illini. Mm -hmm. a, a bucket in, it looked like he was going to get a bucket in transition. He pulls down a rebound on a free throw and goes sprinting down the court. He got a good look at a layup. But ultimately doesn't go down. Well, that's and, uh, Andre Curbelo in a nutshell. Well, and right today he was uh, flying down the court like a bat out of hell and then misses a layup. Yeah, five and, uh, he points, made a great play to shooting. get to the rim, then couldn't finish the play. Yeah, it uh, sucked. So, uh, hey, man, hey, Illinois is going to be fine. They will move on. But I think to your point, right, you're talking about these teams who have not played, taking on the teams. And I think it helps two humans, not only just teams that have played a game. You know, Indiana, as you mentioned, they could be considered somewhat desperate or just with a sense of urgency. Like, look, we don't know if we're in yet. These mm -hmm. games matter a hell of a lot more to us than it would to an Illinois team that just won a regular season championship sure. to safely in the bracket. So That's why I couldn't understand why Illinois was taking the money this morning. Yeah. I think it's just in general, people like to bet favorites. Yes. Well, of course they do. Every time, right? They're afraid to bet against favorites. Illinois is the number one seed. Indiana hadn't had much respect in the betting market. Uh, that number looks a little cheap to some people at five. Um I don't know. I made a couple bets on Indiana. I, I, I thought the Hoosiers had a shot to win the game. I didn't really think they would pull it off, but the more you watched it, the more it kept going. You're like, yeah, this Illinois team's pretty shaky today. Well, and yeah. I got to say, too, so we have – there's that, right? It's the team that hasn't played that's been off for five or six days takes on the team that has won a game, right? Um, also, falling into that same vein is Auburn. Auburn today loses to Texas A&M, yes. but let's add another layer to that. It is something that you know this network has covered and anybody who has talked about Auburn basketball has covered. This is a team that has not been good at all this season when playing away from home. So you get the factor of rust, the factor of a Texas A&M team whose heart rate is probably sky high after winning an overtime game, blowing a double-digit lead was at 16 points yesterday to Florida, then coming into this game and getting an outright win. 67-62, the final score here. Texas A&M, a plus 350 money line underdog gets the outright win, sends Auburn 
unpacking. So again, Tigers are safely into the bracket, but I got to tell you, outside of just what we're talking about, when you're going into the NCAA tournament, are you feeling great about Auburn with how like, poorly they have performed away from home? Oh, I, was, I wasn't feeling great about Auburn a month ago because uh, they, they struggled on the road. The Tigers did against Missouri, against Georgia. Uh, really, just go down the list. They didn't have very many positive uh, road performances. And uh, that's typically what you look for in a team you want to bet on, on in the tournament is a team that can win away from home, whether it be true road or neutral games. And Auburn really wasn't doing that. Uh, if you look at the box score uh, this morning, Again, it's uh, basically a two-man team, and the, and, the, and the guards really let the Tigers down. That's been the weakness. of uh, you got one guard who shot 0 for 14, and another starting guard who shot 2 for 8 today. You're not going to win many, many games when you have a couple of starting guards shoot 2 for 22. Uh, but again, um, I think Auburn's going to be a team a lot of people are looking to fade getting to the, uh, the big tournament next week. A nine-point favorite. I, just, I didn't bet A&M this morning because I don't really like this A&M team. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's that same angle. The team that played the day before has an advantage against a team that's just sitting around with a bye. And like you said, A&M's playing with urgency, and Auburn obviously is not. I think Auburn's probably going to be locked into a number two seed, win or lose, in this tournament, but it could slide down the seed line a little bit. Yep. Also worth mentioning in passing very quickly, uh, we'd mentioned the dogs were parking North Texas, the top ranked team in conference Ooh. USA today, three, three and a half point favorite loses outright to Louisiana tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a little bit of a shakeup there. Mean green has 16 and two in conference play. And it's not like Louisiana tech is a bad team by any stretch, 12 wins in conference USA play, but uh, an upset nonetheless as the top seeded mean green go down in conference USA play with that. So let's expand that even more, right? So you talk about urgency teams are playing yesterday. You and I watched Boise state, a majority of that game, right? Boise state had been sitting around waiting for their opponent, Nevada back and forth and fun game against New mm-hmm. Mexico the day before they come out, go off get off to an eight point lead and really push Boise state throughout that entire game, ultimately lose to the Wolfpack. Well, Boise state going to be in action again today. And that's not a scenario now, but we just saw them flounder a little bit. Now you get Wyoming coming off of the little comeback win over UNLV yesterday. It was actually a dramatic comeback. Yes. Wyoming trailing with uh, 30 seconds to go in the game, hits a three. And uh, the Cowboys, if you bet that game, and I know you did, yes, uh, that was uh, an edge-of-your-seat edge type of game uh, that went down to the uh, the final shot with Bryce Hamilton and UNLV having a three-pointer attempt, a running three-pointer off the glass. Which, uh, watching that from the from court side. Mm-hmm. Which, thought, uh, thought it was in? Uh, no, he was, uh, he was fouled. Was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to complain to somebody who was sitting there with ulterior motives. Regardless, yeah, it's Wyoming. Doesn't matter now, and they're uh, a three-point underdog. I don't. I don't think the Cowboys are playing their best basketball right now. So it's not a team I want to get behind. Uh, Leon Rice, a Boise State coach, said after yesterday's game, he's got a lot of guys banged up. Yeah, he's kind of an excuse maker. So I don't uh, really know if that's a, a serious issue or not as far as the Broncos go. I lean Boise here. I, I did not bet this game because I didn't get the best number. Um, I might end up playing Boise either uh, a live bet or play Boise on the money line tonight. But I think the, the Broncos are so big and they got so many shooters. I don't think uh, Wyoming's going to be able to match. Uh, I don't think Wyoming can match up shot for shot for 40 minutes. Absolutely. And here's the thing is when your offense, if, if Wyoming's going to take the same game plan that they did against UNLV yesterday into this game, which is likely they will, mm-hmm. which literally was just take turns posting up Maldonado and EK on either side of the court every time down. It's not going to work it's, against Boise. It's not going to work in any way whatsoever. And I, that's, I bet Boise State last night, I laid two 
know, with the Broncos. Like, I, I like this team. I like the way that they match up. I already have them to win the conference tournament, so we know that. But I think from Wyoming's perspective, it was a pretty good matchup against UNLV. They did a good job like they did against Bryce Hamilton the first half in that first game a couple of days ago. This mm-hmm. is a different animal now. You got guys who can score, multiple dudes who can create now at this point. You mentioned the size. I think Boise State's in a pretty good spot here. And then you get the nightcap, which we can expand on a little bit later too. But Colorado State, this is the flip. Colorado State opens one, now catching two on that Thomas and Mack court later tonight against San Diego State, who played one of the ugliest games I've ever seen after I saw them play one of the ugliest games I've ever seen about a month ago against Boise State. Mm -hmm. That was terrible last night. But Aztecs end up getting the win, and now they are a favorite on a neutral against Colorado State. Uh, Yeah, I think that San Diego State game last night was tied. Fresno San Diego State game was tied 10-10 with seven minutes to go in the first half. It was. Uh, I took six with uh, Fresno last night. Very annoying uh, what happened here because Fresno had a three-point halftime lead, uh, trailed by three in the final minute of the game, had uh, the best NBA prospect on the floor, Orlando Robinson from Fresno at the free throw line for a one-and-one. Of course, he missed it. And uh, at the end of the game, Fresno gets a layup blocked just a, probably a quarter inch before it hits the glass and would have been a goaltend. Mm-hmm. San Diego State's free throw shooters nail four of four down the stretch and a three-point game turns into a seven-point win. That's a tough beat to take because the only time I think San Diego State covered the six was with four seconds to go in the game on the final free throw. Yep. Only time uh, the Aztecs were up by more than six. Anyway, tonight I lean San Diego State. Uh, I did. I did bet San Diego State uh, tonight minus one. That that number actually opened Aztecs plus one. All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, Mackenzie Kramer, a researcher for ESPN Stats and Info, Daily Wager as well, is going to join us. Let's talk a little college hoops with Mackenzie. See what he likes later today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs i don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, this morning I was a little tired. I was going to get up. You know, I was going to work out, but I was, man, I don't have any energy. I remember, though, I have a box of five-hour energy. I wanted to get motivated, and I made five-hour energy shots part of my lifestyle. I got the energy boost I needed, Matt Eumann. How many did you fit. take today? Uh, five. <laughs> Doctor recommends that you don't take more than two within 48 hours. Zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. Not 48 hours, 24. It's a perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com. Find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue, raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. All right. Let's welcome in our guest here today. Mackenzie Kramer is with us, researcher, ESPN Stats and Info, Daily Wager as well. Uh, Doug Kazarian's best friend, I assume. Doug's a really friendly guy. Uh, good to talk to you, man. Appreciate the time. Uh, let's start in the Big East. We don't want to waste your time. And let's talk about this matchup with Villanova and UConn. Villanova right now, two and a half with a total of 131 and a half. What do you think the comeback is like here for Villanova, who came back yesterday against St. John's? Yeah, I mean, yesterday they got off to a really slow start, but but one big reason why is that Villanova was extremely banged up entering last uh, yesterday's game. We didn't know this before close to tip-off, but Jermaine Samuels did not start for them. He had back spasms, missed a lot of the first half. He came back late in the first half, played most of the second half. Villanova was plus 13 when Samuels was on the court, so that kind of shows how important he is. He's listed as a game-time decision tonight. I would expect him to play, and if, he's really important. We, if we find out Samuels is out, I think I would take UConn in this one just because Villanova, they like to go small, and Samuels would be their backup five. Their starting five, Eric Dixon, was also dealing with some issues last game. He had the stomach, he had a stomach virus, was limited only 15 minutes. He's been really key in the two matchups between uh, Villanova and UConn this year. First meeting, he had 24 and 12. Last meeting, he didn't really do that much and struggled. Villanova lost that game pretty late. Some controversial calls down the stretch in that one, but uh, I think this this line is pretty fair. I would lean toward Villanova just because in this spot. Like Villanova, just blind betting Villanova over the years has been a winning strategy. If you go back to Big East realignment, 2013-14, out of every team in Division One college basketball, Villanova is number one in the entire country against the spread, covering nearly 60% of the time. In that span, 31-15-1 ATS as a favorite of five or less, 14-4 ATS as a favorite of three or less. So when you get Villanova in these spots against good teams, laying small numbers, this is typically a spot I like to back them. But again, if you want to wait toward closer to tip off to try to see see some final statuses on Samuels and Dixon, that's probably advised. But uh, right now, my lean would be Villanova. But if we find out that their bigs are out, then you know I think this line should be UConn favored if they're both out. If one of them plays, it's probably a, a stay away. If they both play, I would lay the points for Villanova. Interesting. Now, this morning I was on the app and I saw Connecticut getting three and a half and I almost took the points. And when I came back to it five minutes later, it was already Mm -hmm. down to two and a half. 
uh, two and a half and three. But uh, yesterday I took the points with St. John's McKenzie, and that was seven. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to the Johnnies in the second half of that game. But I'm okay with it because I got Villanova uh, to win this uh, conference tournament at plus 150. I thought UConn was going to be the biggest obstacle on the way there. I I didn't think it would be a 17-point deficit against St. John's that Villanova would have to overcome. Uh, are you still optimistic about this Villanova team moving forward into the tournament with, uh, uh, I don't know, this team se- seemingly a little shaky at times? How do you fall behind St. John's by 17 yesterday? That's got to be a little bit concerning. I should point out that you're a Villanova graduate, too. I am. I got the sweatshirt <laughs> on right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Villanova class of 2010. But, but I mean, like I said, I think part of that had to do with Samuels being out early in that game. They struggled to hit any shot early in that game. Going forward long term, I mean, the question with this team is how are they going to do on defense? They've been pretty inconsistent on defense all season. Right now, they're 35th on Ken Palm. They're eighth in offensive efficiency. Right now, their formula basically is make a lot of free throws, don't turn it over, and take and make enough threes to win. The positive sign for Villanova is that they've gotten a lot of good play recently from Jermaine Samuels and Brandon Slater, especially when it comes to shooting the three. These guys kind of disappeared offensively for the better part of a month and a half in the middle of the season. Slater, in particular, was dealing with injury both those guys are starting to hit their strides at the right time though again Samuels was dealing with the back spasm last game so we'll we'll see how he's doing but long term I think Villanova's got a, you know they I think they have a pretty strong chance to make the final four I mean they're they're pretty much locked into a two or a three seed probably a two if they win the, the tournament a three if they don't if they play teams in the final four the one seeds I think that they might have some trouble against some of the elite teams with more NBA talent more NBA length more athleticism we saw them against Baylor put up 36 points in Waco earlier in the year they struggled against their press but you know if they, just to get out of the region I like them they're upside to win a national championship I'm not sure if they if they can quite go that far Colin Gillespie one of my favorite players and I love the way he runs that uh, Villanova offense all right so uh, that's going to be a great atmosphere tonight JVT in the Mecca the garden magic, huh? Uh, it is. Yeah, that's a great atmosphere for the, uh, for the big East tournament. If you've been watching the games, you can see it is electric <laughs> and, uh, everybody loves to coach and play there and, uh, looking forward to it. How about in another big East game tonight? Do you have an opinion? Do you have a bet? Man, I've, I've been going back and forth on this one all morning. It's, it's, it's so hard to go against Providence, especially laying a short number, just because they tend to win all these close games. So right. it's like, yes, they get lucky, but you know, that still means they're winning these games. And if they're only laying three, like that's a pretty short number for them to lay. I want to take Creighton because I don't think that there's that much of a difference between these two teams. I do think Providence is a slightly better team, which is why they're favored, especially with with Nemhard still out for for uh, Creighton. The last time they met was one of the few times Providence actually blew out a team in Big East play. Uh, they had a cl- chance to clinch the Big East title with a win at the dunk. Uh, Creighton had just lost Nemhard the game before, and and Providence blew them out. That was a perfect spot for Creighton. This is a little bit better spot for Creighton. I think if you want to take Creighton, if you want if you think that these teams are pretty even, the play would be to take. Creighton in the first half on the money line. That way you kind of avoid the Providence late game luck mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. The I know Ed Cooley likes to call Al Durham the Mariano Rivera of uh, of Providence just because he's the closer for them, though. I Mariano Rivera never shot 21% from three in a season, so I'm not quite sure about that comparison. But I, I don't really have a strong take on that game. I would lean Creighton first half, but it's, it's so hard to take them for the game, only getting three. If you can get three and a half, I, I think I might take Creighton in that one just because three is the biggest key number in college basketball. But, mm-hmm. it's again, it's so hard to fade Providence laying a small number. You can live bet the game, too. That's yeah. always an option if you don't have a strong opinion before it starts. Friday night in the Big East Tournament at the at the Mecca is electric, and that's uh, Creighton, Providence, UConn, Villanova. 
tonight. The first game starts at 3.30 Pacific time. Uh, I took the points yesterday against Providence with uh, Butler, and the Bulldogs should have won that game. But again, it's a Providence 11-2, Providence. and, and games decided by five points or fewer. Let's uh, transition to the ACC. Do you have any thoughts about Miami Duke or Virginia Tech, North Carolina, McKenzie? And I really like the way North Carolina has been playing recently. I mean, we talk about the Duke game, obviously, is the most uh, is the, the big game everybody points to in terms of their recent stretch. But they've been going they've been pretty well ever since they lost at home to Pitt on February 16th. Uh, they've won six in a row. They've their Ken Palm rankings moved up about 15 spots. But Virginia Tech's also playing pretty well. And uh, I, that's a tough game to pick. Miami Duke, obviously Miami beat them earlier this season at Duke. That line's nine. I I have a small play on Miami in that game. I I I, I like Miami's veteran backcourt. I don't like the way Duke's been playing. I thought the Syracuse game was a perfect spot for Duke to get right. You just had the the home loss to North Carolina. They're embarrassed. Now they have a Syracuse team without Buddy Beheim, who plays 38 minutes a game, and they really struggled with Syracuse for most of that game. They they didn't they were never close to covering that spread. Nine points is a pretty big number against a Miami team that's really Really good on offense. They're questionable on defense, but I think they have enough offense to keep this close. Larinig has usually done a pretty good job against Coach K uh, in his career. All right, let's go to the Mountain West then. Get your thoughts on these two games. He in, was there last night. They said, "Oh, so was I. Didn't yeah. I didn't see yeah. it? Uh, San Diego State, Colorado State, and then uh, Wyoming, Boise State. Broncos three with a total of one twenty-eight and a half. McKenzie and San Diego State. This is the flip. Colorado State opens last night a one-point favorite. Now catching one and a half for two with a total of one twenty-five and a half. Yeah, I'm on San Diego State in the under in that game tonight. Both those Mountain West games tonight we saw were, were just total rock fights with yep. both with, with both games going way under the total. In fact, the San Diego State-Fresno State game, that game was 6-6, 10 minutes and two seconds into the game. So that live total was 98.5 pretty early in that game, and uh, it ended up finishing with 99 points in that game. But I like the under in that game. Colorado State's offense has really struggled against San Diego State this year. Uh, first game, they, they – uh, they were held to 49 points. Second game held to 57 points. The second matchup was one of the great backdoor covers of the year for San Diego State uh, over at Moby Arena, outscoring them 30 to 11 in the final 10 minutes to squeeze out a one-point loss. Colorado State then storms the court, but I, th- I, I, I like how Brian Dutcher's team has done against Colorado State's offense. So 125 and a half I saw last. Uh, I think that's a pretty big number for these two teams. So I would lean under in that one. And I think San Diego State's good enough to get the win in that one. Have right. you ever heard anyone say, I like the over in the San Diego State game? No. Huh? Psychopath potentially. <laughs> I was say, it's, I can't recall that ever happening. No. I'm sure some games have gone over. But you never go into it saying, this is going to be a high-scoring Aztecs game. San Diego State, uh, are you on that side tonight too, JVT? Because I'm on the Aztecs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Aztecs as well. I was not impressed with Colorado State yesterday against Utah State, and I've been less than impressed the more I watch them down the stretch. McKenzie, uh, we are up against so You got us like a 20-second sit rep. Do you have anything on Wyoming, Boise State, or no? Uh, not really in that one. Ike has kind of been struggling of late, uh, so I don't really have a strong take on that one, to be honest Did, with you. We got 30 seconds. Did you play anything in the A-10 or the Pac-12 tonight? Uh, I was on the Bonnies earlier tonight. I don't have anything for the night games in that one. Uh, I, 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 actually, you know what? I take that back. VCU, I, I, I actually I actually just made a small bet on VCU earlier today. I like their defense. I like the way they've been playing. Coming in off a loss, I think they'll be motivated to get the cover tonight. Mackenzie Kramer, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Yep, you got it. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we have plenty left to get to to preview the rest of these games that are coming up later today. And Chris Andrews is going to help us out with that. That's right. Chris Andrews is going to be in studio. <laughs> well, that's coming up next here on The Edge. This 
is The Edge on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on vcin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. vcin's college hoops experts, including Wes Reynolds, JVT, Tim Murray, Greg Soups Peterson, and others, will analyze every game, discuss with the bookmakers how they make the lines, and we try to find the best early value. Chris Andrews is going to be right here in studio with us Sunday afternoon to talk about the opening numbers. Don't, don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket. And round one, tournament betting with VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vsin.com. And uh, Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, you're going to be making those opening numbers back there in the office with uh, a team of uh, bright guys, including VSIN, Vinny Maiulo, Richie Bachelary, Jimmy Vaccaro. And uh, I'll be here from 4 to 7 p.m. And you guys are going to come out and talk about the numbers you made. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'll put out the number, but I'm going to have a lot of help along the way, believe me. <laughs> So, well, it's, what's, uh, before we get into um, the action, actually, we'll start with today and just what these last couple of days have been like, because obviously casinos are busier, people are out, they're mm-hmm. watching from just a general, you know, people coming in, butts and seats and money spent at your counter. How's it been? I say this every year. I'm always a little disappointed with the handle during the conference tournaments because I think the basketball is great, yeah. but the action isn't as great as it is mm-hmm. next week. Uh, but like yesterday and today, it's really picked up pretty good. Our, our handle was very, very good yesterday. We, we lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, it's pretty good today. We've got a, uh, some great games, and I think we're, you know, if you look at the evening schedule, it looks really strong. So I think we're going to have another real good handle today. So, you know, I, I'm glad to be proven wrong a little bit. I would imagine a morning like this morning where you get teams like Illinois losing, Auburn losing outright, that uh, it's a good start to the morning. Those were both great starts. Yeah, absolutely. However, we needed North Texas. Oh, yeah. And they didn't show up. So, man, that was a bad game. Yeah. I was watching that because we needed it pretty good. I was watching that game. Man, that was some horrible basketball. What are you talking about? You don't like 42-36 finals? <laughs> wow. North Texas mean green. Five is that what the finish. final was? Yeah. I wound up turning it off in the last minute once I knew I couldn't win. The total was 123 and a half. <laughs> I'd hate to be the uh, idiot that recommended the over. In that How about game? having an over uh, the San Diego State-Fresno State parlay? Yeah, yesterday. we were just told about one doofus who bet the over in that last night. Uh, a guy who, <laughs> who you and I both know. He bet the over in the Aztecs game last night. Uh, Chris, it probably would have helped you more if uh, the Indiana, Illinois, and um, Texas A&M and Auburn games were later in the day because those would have been linked on a lot of money line parlays, the favorites. Yeah. They go down. What's it like when those games start so early in the morning? I actually I hate it when games tip at 8.30 in the morning. Like well, 8.30 that. is a little early, you know. But the, the, there's, there's a yin and yang to that, too. Because if you started your parlay yep. with Illinois or you started your parlay with Auburn, now you got to come back a little bit later and try to get easy. So you, you don't know. come back. <laughs> so they, you know, they're, they're, it works both ways. And I always say three times five equals five times three, no matter how it <laughs> works out uh, in whatever order. All right. Uh, look at some of these other games. JBT, let's talk about the Pac-12 tonight because, uh, Chris, I would assume you're going to get some decent action on Colorado, Arizona, yeah. and USC, UCLA, both at T-Mobile on the Strip. And those are late starts, uh, 6 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. out here tonight. Right now, I'm really uh, pretty even action on – well, really even action on the Arizona game. Uh, 
you know, I, I have, uh, you know, I've gone on record. We we get waxed pretty good if they win the whole thing. But I'm not crazy about the way they played like the last week or so. You know, I don't know yeah. if they're coasting lucky or to what. Beat Stanford yesterday. Yeah, very lucky to beat Stanford. Uh, so we're really pretty even on that game. Starting to get some UCLA money though against USC. I can see that that might be trending up. I think uh, by the time we tip off, UCLA just beat USC by seven. I think yeah. a week ago, and uh, what was that? Seventy-five, sixty-eight. A week ago, and uh, now UCLA a five and a half. What do you got? Five and a half. I'm at six. You're I'm at six, six on this yeah. game now. Bruins trying to beat the Trojans for the second time in a week after I think they just stopped a five-game losing streak in that series. Yeah, oh, and I think both both those teams were t- USC and Arizona have been a little less than, USC more so, but a little less than impressive recently. Oh and yeah. When it comes yeah. to Arizona, we've had some of these big outright up wins by underdogs today. I mean, Colorado's not really a team to sneeze at. They shoot the ball. They're playing pretty well. And humans and I were going over yeah. the numbers. Like, they're actually pretty good away from home this season. Now 8-3 and three ATS when they're playing away from uh, their home court. I, I can see why the steam hasn't come in on the favorite. Yeah. I mean, I think Colorado's a pretty live dog, certainly with the number. I don't know about winning a game outright. But, you know, I, I think Arizona right now, I don't know if they maybe put the brakes on a little bit. They, I, I'm still pretty sure they're going to get a one seed no matter what. I mean, they won't be out west because Gonzaga is going to get the one seed there. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure what goes on mentally with some of these kids. Maybe they're just taking it a little bit easy. But uh, I, I don't think they're playing their best ball right now. Well, and Matt, we should mention, Krista, with the ankle injury, right, that's a, it's a pretty notable yeah. loss for Arizona. That could it's the best them. shooter. Yep. Arizona's best shooter. All right, let's go to the Mountain West. At the Thomas Mack, where JVT is going to be tonight, Wyoming, Boise State, San Diego State, Colorado State. Chris, that's 887 on your rotation. And uh, Boise State, slight favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, San Diego State, I, I saw one spot this morning was plus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to bet in at Pickham. And I bet it again at minus one. Where are you at now in the San Diego State, Colorado State? Game? Oh, we're at one and a half San Diego State. Okay. And I can see us going to two. It's It's been heading in that direction. Um, yeah, they always get a lot of support. And, uh, you know, Colorado State, I think, was probably the better team during the course of the year. But I, I'm not so sure right about now. Uh, in the Boise-Wyoming game, I'm trying to look there. We opened at two and a half or up to three. So we got a little bit of play on, uh, on Boise, but not a whole lot. Uh, when you when you have these tournaments in town, do you see a little bit more drummed up action on those, or is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. A lot yeah. of Big West action. Uh, the yeah, Boy. you see some guys coming in. They got their shirts on, and uh, you know, you kind of they walked out the of counter. You're pretty sure you know who they're going to bet on, you know. But it's, they're usually not big plungers, you know. But they bet, you know, hundred, couple hundred, maybe a dime on the games, and we that, that's a great customer right there. All right, what if I was going to be? I was curious. ACC because we do get Duke later mm-hmm. today. Duke always very popular team. Yeah, uh, nine total, one forty-eight. Uh, what have you seen here? What was the support like from yesterday too, when they're tooth and nail with uh, Syracuse? That was great. I was really. I've always been a Bayheim fan. You know, I I remember him as a player back in when I was at, wow. in wow. Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, it shows you how old I am. Well, I was laughing. I saw Kobe Bryant's dad play in high school, so you know I've been around quite a while. Um, you know, so I've kind of like I, I always root for them. They seem to be playing good ball at the end of the year, almost every year. And uh, I'm not a big Duke hater, like almost everybody else is. But Duke's another team. I'm not sure they're playing their best ball no, either. No, no. You know, they were maybe looking at a one seed, but I think when they lost to Carolina, that went out the window. Um, I think they're still probably looking at a two. I think, you know, but oh, yeah. uh, but they're not playing the best ball in the world right now. And uh, you know, I think Miami's a pretty live dog. I think Carolina's playing some pretty good ball too, though. But uh, Virginia Tech's been known to pull some upsets, and uh, you know, pretty good action on both those. But we're not we're not steamed real bad either way. There. You you have any more individual games? You had a big picture question. 
Yeah, TCU, Kansas, 867-868 because uh, I've seen eight as high as 8.5 on that game, 7.5 will look like the opener here at the South Point. Where are you well, at? Let me see your 860. On uh, TCU, Kansas. Uh, Kansas, yeah, we got the Horned uh, Frogs live dogs. Well, I hope they are because <laughs> we, we've definitely gotten played on Kansas, and that's another team that I, right now I think it is. I talked about some teams that weren't playing great ball. I think Kansas right now is rounding into form. I think they're going to be uh, a team certainly to watch in the in the tournament. I think they're playing some pretty decent ball right now, and uh, you know I hope TCU can come through tonight. Yeah. You know you got Jamie Dixon, you know a coach that's uh, you know had some pretty good success over the years. Um, you know hopefully he can keep them in this game, but I think I think Kansas. Probably wins this game outright. They go, and and again, they're going to be a team to watch in the tourney. So I'm just curious, like from a from a futures perspective, how yeah. what's the buildup like for you, like during the season, and then how much does it like rise and shift for you by the time we get to like this time of the year, where people are coming in and wanting to put in futures on the tournament? Well, I'll tell you, our our handle this year for the futures has to be the best we've we've had in my six years here at South Point. Uh, really, we have. We have two teams we're sweating. We're sweating Duke a little bit. Not not horrible, but we definitely lose. And then the other one we lose, you know, six figures uh, is uh, Arizona. But like I said, uh, we're, they're not playing their best ball right now. It's still a long way to go. I mean, listen, you know, it's almost for sure they're going to win the first round game. But I think Matt and I talked about this last week. When you get in that second round, you're playing the 8-9 winner. That's a good team. Yep. You know, and I mean, we see a lot of – second round upsets because you know that like I said that 8-9 winner is going to be a team that's you know going to be a live dog whether they're going to be somewhere between an 8 and 10 point dog those teams win all the time you know so that's going to be a tough way to go for anybody quickly uh, we got 50 seconds left or so let's talk about the process making the opening numbers on Sunday you're sitting back there Richie's going to be there right Richie oh yeah I got Richie Vinny, Vinny and then I got Jimmy. Richie and Jimmy and, uh, and 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 I may have one other guy in my back okay. pocket I'm not oh, going to say who it is you, you might know who it is okay. but uh, I'm not going to say right I'm trying to convince him into coming Peterson is it it's not okay. no uh, but you know really I give up those guys you know Richie <laughs> we were over Richie's house the other night and he was working we were all heading home and he was still working and then Jimmy's living at Richie's right now. Jimmy said he got up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and Richie was up again already working on his numbers. So he's a working maniac. Vinny follows it really close. I, I largely, I don't want to say yield to them, but I'm going to take them. I'll weigh their numbers a lot more than I'll weigh my own right now because I'm kind of late to the to the party. I really start looking around, you know, once we get in the, maybe the last couple weeks of the NFL. Good leaders know when to delegate. That's right. No, I mean, listen, they, they're, they're going to do a better job than me. It's my job to put it together and get it out, but I'm going to trust their numbers a lot. Pencil. He does, he does, pencil. That he does. <laughs> All right, Chris, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, my pleasure. We'll be back. Right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum. For one, up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction, Zen is available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction. 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen Anywhere, anytime, find your freedom, find your satisfaction, and find your Zen. Visit Zen.com at ZYN.com to learn more and find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. And warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Next question, JVT. <laughs> Let's get to it. Did you ask any uh, questions in the uh, post-game press conferences last night to, at the uh, Mountain West Conference? No, I did not. I did okay. not. It didn't feel the need to. I got all my answers. Did you eat the brisket in the media room? Uh, I did not either. Uh, now, there was a really nice uh, pasta salad with some pepperoncinis in uh, it. I never touched that stuff. What? Well, you're, anything that vegetables touch, you're kind of out of yeah. for the most part, unless it's lettuce on a burger, right? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. I like tomatoes. Yeah. Lettuce. I think tomatoes are the worst fruit. <laughs> they have seeds. They're fruit. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, NBA recap from last night. Yes, there's still NBA games going on. And in fact, there's like a really loaded card later today, but we don't have time for it, man. Conference championship. By the way, new episode, Hardwood Handicappers up today. Um, all right. Recap from yesterday. How about this? I am telling you, on the road, the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving Nets, they are going to be a problem. 129 to 100. Well, they played for the spirit of Ben Simmons last night in Philly. They did say that afterwards, and they did seem to take the matchup personally. I would also say, outside of the Ben Simmons thing, they probably want to stick it to Harden to a certain extent. Oh, no doubt. Uh, who I was, think that was what was unsaid was, yes. it's not we're just playing for Ben Simmons. We want to beat James Harden. And who went 3-17 well, of 17 from yeah, the floor? Yeah, a rough night. He has not a lot of nights like that. He does. He does. Now, again, I would if, say. If James Harden were a, a professional sports handicap. You would not want to follow him no. because he, he would have days where he would go, 
like 15 and two and days where he would go like two and 18. Sounds like my football season. Yeah. It was great. There, were nine, <laughs> there, there was like a four week stretch where I was like 21 and two. Got to follow you on the hot day. And then there was three. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, uh, the Nets, they're, they're going to be a problem on the road. It's kind of been my thing. Uh, I've bet them on these last three road games. Uh, got a bad number against Boston. They ended up not covering that one. Charlotte and now this one. Uh, the Nets on the road, again, case in point, are going to be really good, especially with those two together. So today, uh, look, I'll use the cliche. I know you love cliches, Matt Humans. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going with the Pistons again. Catching 14 against the Boston Celtics. It's 14 and a half in some spots. Uh, the Pistons, as we know, uh, have been on this run now 9-0 and against the spread in their last nine games. They closed as a six-and-a-half-point underdog to the uh, Chicago Bulls. Ended up losing that game by six. This Pistons team is really solid, man, and they match up pretty well with the Boston Celtics. They have played them very well in the three games that they have played together, and they've just been covering numbers, and the market seems to fail to adjust here. So give me Pistons plus 14. And I, I got the worst of the number here. I am somewhat surprised. There is no update in terms of an injury. It's kind of like you were talking about with that uh, Illinois matchup earlier mm-hmm. today. The Hawks are up to seven and a half over the Los Angeles Clippers, and I wrote about this today in – and actually, yeah, seven and a half. And I wrote about this today in the, the write-up, Matt. You know, the market has this weird affinity for Atlanta. Like, there's like they're this team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. they got to be better than this. When, in fact, they're one of the worst covered teams in the NBA because of that result. They're about 42% on the year. Wow. Uh, their defense has been among the worst in the NBA. It, case in point, the other night, you go on the road, you're a seven-point favorite at Detroit. You end up losing that game in overtime. Uh, like, I just I don't trust this Hawks team. And this number would tell you right now that they're going to be laying three and a half in L.A. against the Clippers if they were to play there. I, I just don't really buy yeah. it. I, this is a big number. Uh, and so I was willing to take six. So obviously I would say take seven and a half. Yes, Covington's not going to play, uh, but you still get the usual crew who's been there all season long, among them Reggie Jackson, man and company. Uh, so I think they're going to be perfectly fine here. So, yeah, uh, I got a bad number at six. I would definitely say go ahead, take seven and a half. Well, you had a good play with the Nets last night. That was a winner. Uh, nice job. How many uh, college – Hoops bets have you made for tonight? Uh, so I got four for tonight. Uh, we will we'll mention three because one of them is San Diego State at plus one, and that's long gone. Uh, but it, we'll go back to our conversation with McKenzie. I, I took three and a half with Creighton. You know, they, so they lose Nemhard a couple of weeks ago. They, they get they get beat up by Providence. It was a pretty bad spot. As you mentioned, it was right after they lose Nemhard. It, it does look like they're starting to kind of get their feet underneath them now, getting used to playing without him. Uh, I think catching three and a half against a Providence team that's been playing with fire this entire time, I'm willing to bite. I'm willing to take a shot here against Providence and expect that they fall in this spot. And I agree with the sentiment. You know, these two are much closer. And on a true neutral like this is, I think this should be a little bit closer to pick. I, I Like Providence might just one and a half or two right. as opposed to three and a half. Well, uh, you know, it seems like we've been saying that the Friars have been playing with fire for several weeks. Yeah. Right? And a lot of sharp betters are trying to fade the Friars. And uh, frankly, it has not been a, a successful strategy because they've uh, found ways to pull out these games. Now, yesterday, Butler did get the money. Yes. Butler did get the cover against Providence. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs did not get the straight up win. I'll tell you that I'll root for your Creighton play here. I didn't play it. I'm, I'm going to look to fade the Friars in the title game. Yeah. Whether it's UConn or Villanova, I'm going to play whoever that is against Providence. Yeah, I would agree with that if, we, if, they, if they make it there. If they make it. Uh, also, and this is kind of my sentiment sometimes during tournament time, you know, if you find a team that I think might be a little undervalued by the betting market or whatever, they're playing pretty good basketball, I'll ride it. Mm. And I'm going to go back to the well again. Yesterday was on Colorado plus one, and I'm come back here with Colorado plus nine and a half. It's up to ten now against Arizona. Uh, they took care of business in a really big way in that second half against Oregon, especially down the stretch. Outscored him in the last 10 minutes, 27 to 18. Shot the ball pretty well uh, for the most part in that second half, but really it was the interior at overall 107, the offensive rating. And against an Arizona's team that might be shorthanded, yeah. give me nine and a half uh, or 10 if you can grab it out there because it's plenty out there. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Boise State. I'm going to lay it there with the Broncos. You can get minus two and a half. 
Um, I just think it's a bad matchup for Wyoming. Consistently posting up your two best players and trying to hope that something comes out of it mm-hmm. is not a way to, to match up with a team like Boise State has got a lot of length to beat you up with it. So Boise State minus two and a half, Colorado plus nine and a half, and a plus three and a half with the Creighton Blue Jays. I hate to miss the best number on a game, and I missed the best number on Boise, so I'm going to lay the 150, yeah, 145, whatever you have on the money line on Boise tonight, because I like Boise to win that game straight up. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a Boise-San Diego State final going into the Mountain West tournament. Still looks that way to me. I'd be really surprised if the Cowboys pulled the upset, but uh, man, this Mountain West tournament seems like uh, yesterday, every game down to the wire. Yes. I'm uneasy laying points anyway, but in this tournament yesterday, you had a two-point game, a three-point game, a two-point game, and then Fresno-San Diego State was a three-point game in the final minute until the Aztecs hit four free throws in a row. Every game except for the Air Force-Utah State game has been within yeah. five points. It's been right. nuts. Uh, so I'll look to play Boise tonight. I did play Colorado State, uh, excuse me, San Diego State as well. Uh, recap from last night quickly. St. John's plus seven against Villanova. That was a winner. Hawaii plus three against Riverside, a winner. And a loser on Washington State plus nine. Washington State lost by ten. But it really wasn't that close a call. Yeah. Cougars scored the final ten points of the game to lose by ten. I think final nine or ten points. So two and one on those plays last night and tonight. Like I said, I'm playing San Diego State. Uh, this morning, better to pick them and minus one. Right now, Aztecs minus one and a half. I didn't use that as the oh, best yeah. bet on the show because the number had moved. Uh, but I did play Cal State Fullerton tonight in the Big West tournament. I went out to the Big West last night at the Dollar it. Loan Center in Henderson. Outstanding facility for yep. basketball. And the crowd was into it. It was a great atmosphere, especially for the uh, the game last night between Riverside and Hawaii. And uh, Fullerton blew out. Uh, UC Davis in the previous game. I've got Fullerton at 7-1 to to win this tournament. I said yesterday I had Hawaii rated slightly better than Riverside, and Hawaii won that game by one point. I've got Fullerton rated three points better than Hawaii. This this line was pick em mm-hmm. this morning. And watching both teams live, uh, I still make Fullerton a three-point favorite. I laid the uh, two with the Titans against Hawaii tonight in the Big West tournament. Also took 11 with Penn State against Purdue. And uh, I still think the betting market's overrating this Purdue team, which uh, Purdue has not covered a closing number since February 8th against Illinois. Is that right? Yes. And has failed to cover three in a row. And uh, the first time against Penn State, it was game in uh, State College. went to the wire, and uh, Penn State ended up losing that by seven. But, again, that's an angle of the team that played yesterday having an advantage against a team that plays today and has the bye, and that's Purdue. Uh, I like the fact that Nittany Lions played really well in that upset of Ohio State last night, so I took 11 with Penn State. Yeah, i got to tell you, I'm kicking myself because I brought that up to you, and I actually ended up not playing Penn State. The fact yeah. that the line was moving toward Ohio State, and I was like, why? Like, we're missing a key player. What's mm-hmm. happening here? Um, but ultimately, yeah, Penn State pulls it off pretty good. A couple things to mention quickly before we get out of here in yep. the Big Ten tournament. Iowa takes down Rutgers. So my uh, my rollover, yeah, money say. line rollover strategy of the Hawkeyes lives on. The Hawkeyes take down Rutgers 84-74. to And it's going to be a good one tomorrow. Iowa, Indiana. I'm going to have to play Iowa on the money line. Keep rolling it over uh, tomorrow. Right now. Uh, Arkansas is up on LSU 77-67 in the final second, so Arkansas is going to get to win and cover in the SEC tournament. Move on to the semifinals. So, uh, man, there's a lot to get to later today. We didn't even like. We, we, there's Michigan State, Wisconsin. There's Texas Tech in their matchup later today. Two against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's second half was incredible yesterday. Yeah, I did bet Wisconsin tonight too, uh, but I laid two. And uh, right now with that number of three, three and a half, uh, I would have to advise betting money line. I just don't like to say, hey, bet a bad number on this game. 
uh, by like Wisconsin to get the straight up win there. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for us. Uh, keep it tuned here. VSIN's got all the coverage for you throughout the day. Of course, conference tournament week. Coming up next, it is My Guys in the Desert. If you missed out on any part of this show or your favorite show here on the network, it is vsin.com slash podcast, which is the spot to be. We'll see you.